This is Ashley. And this is Katie Ray. And this is The Mom Stuff. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that was a good one. That was very out of character, but I like it. It was. I'm We're rubbing, back. I'm rubbing off on you. I know. So we did a poll. Better the wine. Also the wine. We did a poll asking you if we should switch from bi-weekly to every week. And yep. most people were like, no, we love to listen to you every week. Well, we're we sorry fans. to disappoint. <laughs> but, and no, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> we're doing weekly right now. But we were thinking November, December, possibly January, just coming off the new year. I don't know. We'll see to be determined there but definitely november december doing bi-weekly just because the holidays are busy for all of us but also i'm just gonna say it are you ready what i'm gonna self-promote for a second okay go go girl there are so many people that are like oh my god no i love to listen to you every week but like i think maybe those people should like share one of their favorite episodes to their story tell or their friends yeah. on Instagram or tell their Come friends. On guys. Because if we got like more I fans mean, than the people in my book club, we could like have <laughs> merchandise and stuff. I'm not. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, but I'm not going to lie. We also aren't the best on the podcast Instagram. So we apologize there. And two, I did better last week. I, Don't even ask Yeah, me. you did. No, you did. That's right. I. You did not make a reel. I know. You didn't send me a video because you said you don't record your child doing nice things around the house. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Maybe. But where was I going with this? I don't know. That we're kind of a shit show, but what about merchandise? Oh, no, that I do a really bad job self-promoting on my own Instagram as well. So I need to be better about that. Um, yeah, but we could have like mom stuff sweatshirts and stuff. Yeah. That say, keep on momming. And some of our best quotes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like We could have a greatest hits album. Like, some of our best quotes would be, how do you want to start? Literally. that's what we do at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> Whose turn is it? Yeah. Um, before we, you know, get into the thick of it here, I wish y'all could see the charcuterie board that Katie made me tonight. No. No, 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 no. Stop. What happened was I got hungry and at my book club last Friday, we had a charcuterie board and it was bougie. Oh, I know. It was so cute. I saw your videos. And I was in charge of meats. Of course you were. As I am (laughs) in all parts of my life. So I have leftover meats Mm -hmm. and I was like, Ashley wanted a snack, like pickle chips or something. I don't know. I was out. I was like, do you want baked Cheetos? She was like, no. I was like, listen, I have meat and I have cheese sticks and I have crackers. And that's what you put out. So we'll put a picture of it on the Instagram. Yeah, because I got her some pepperoni salami, two like string cheeses and a handful of crackers. None of which I approve of, but I'm hungry, so I'm eating anyway. 80-20. Yep, (laughs) 80-20. So on that note... What's been going on? Well, we do have a good little guest speaker in store for today. But before that, we'll do a quick little recap. Um, Sleep at my house has been absolutely awful. Mm. 
Um, not to name any names here, but one of the twins has been waking up crying, screaming, screaming. And it's just been, it's been a lot. Don't really know what's going on. Um, currently working on all the things figured out, so stay tuned there. But on a positive note, we started underwear with the whole potty training business last week. Full week, no accidents. Today, so you're fully on that block. Yeah, except today, <clears throat> one of the twins had went through three pairs of underwear. Oh, okay. And I think it was just purely for the fact they didn't want to stop playing. Mm-hmm. You know, so so like, and they Asher would only go that. like a little bit. And then say, like, oh, I need to go potty and, like, run. So, like, a dribble? Yeah. So, like, they knew. but That's good. But it was still, like, more that I couldn't put that same pair of underwear back on them. So, you you maybe need to just go back to, like, to an overly prompt. Yeah. Or, like, it's time we're going now. Yeah. My kids, though, are so... I don't know where they learned this. I don't know who taught them. But if I ask them or tell them to do something, no way. No way. No way. Literally. Mm. No way. I'm like... Who taught you that? Probably you. I don't think I did. I think you say no way. I'm going to blame Bailey. Or my mom and dad. No. No way. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Um, No, I'm going to blame my dad. That sounds like a very Nathan statement. I don't know. Because whenever you told me that they were saying no way, that sounded like I feel like I've heard you say to them, like, no way. Like that. Like specifically, maybe, but no I feel way. like I say, because I say no way, no way, <laughs> no way to me all the time. So I always say yes way back to them because they're saying it, but I don't know. Anyways, besides today, it's been going really well. And in an update on that, I did buy them 2T and it fit both of them perfectly. Whoa. I know. Kala. Which is funny because Knox still wears like 12-month pants basically. What brand did you get? I don't know. Something on Amazon that was just 100% cotton. Nice. Okay. What about bamboo? I mean, yeah, I would have done that We too, like the bamboo too. But it was a Prime Day deal. That's right. So that's why I bought it. Gotcha, gotcha. I can get on board with that. Yeah. Um, It's been like cloudy and rainy all day and I love it. Same. Love. L-O-V-E. Um, Makes it actually feel like fall here in Texas. Yeah. I had... A, a rough weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. I was going to say, you saw me this weekend, so that's rude. No. Because we were going to take Asher to his first tech game. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, we'll if do you didn't episode. see the drama in Katie's stories. You guys, I can't. I can't. And I mean, I, we know Katie's a little bit drama as it is. I can't help it. And my mom heart was just hurting. And so, like, basically we bought tickets, like, two weeks before the game on StubHub, resell tickets. They said they'd be released before 5 o'clock the day of the game. Or by 5 o'clock, the game starts at 6. We're like, okay, my mom's in town. We're taking Asher. We all have our outfits. We're all ready to go. I'm so excited. It's going to be his first game. He loves football. And we get there. And it's, like, 5 5.15, I'm like, I don't have my tickets. Like, they're not released on StubHub. And at 5.43, at 5.43, I got an email that was like, because we were using someone's Wi-Fi, um, like, in their truck. So, it was, like, real time, too. 
um, that the seller was unable to release the tickets and that basically like we weren't going to be able to go to the game and the way StubHub works is they're like, well, let's try to find you more tickets. But like, it was complete, like completely sold out. Like yeah. there was no way we were going to get four tickets. And I was crying and Asher kept asking like when we were going to the football game, which made me cry more. And yeah. then Asher kept, was like, mommy, what's wrong? Don't cry. It made me cry more. Yeah. Um, and of course, like when we told him like, we're not going to go to the football game, baby, we're going to go home and watch it. He goes, okay. Like, because he doesn't know what he's missing, but, like, I knew what he right, was missing. Right. Like, I had these expectations. I was ready for him to see all the things. Yeah. I, like, you think about, like, your first college game and, like. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> I had a really hard time with that. Um, and then, so that it just made for, like, a hard day. Like, there was so much expectations. I've done all this legwork. It just, like, hurt my mom. It just hurt your mom heart. Yeah. And I just don't know why StubHub lets people cancel, like... Yeah, but... Before 15 minutes. On a happy note, they did credit you $200. Yeah, so we got all our money back and a $200 voucher. So I hope that we'll... So are you going to see Taylor Swift? (laughs) No. I'm hoping that I can get him a... um, Like, maybe we'll try to go to the last game of the season that's here. Yeah. Because it's, like, November 18th. Yeah, Um, no, we want to go to that one, too. So... can go together i know speaking of together we came over to katie's house this past weekend to watch the tech game and the three of them were the so best cute. of little friends they had so much fun cody and Knox did not want to leave i let them stay up a little bit past bedtime yeah she did and <laughs> they did not want to leave and then when we got home they kept going on and on and asked if they could come see asher and katie tomorrow they're so sweet. Like, and they were just on and on. And every day since then, too, they've talked about it. So, But they all played so well together, too. They did. Like, they, they did. all just were, like, either playing together or doing their own thing. They were all sharing. Like, there were no issues. Yeah. Reese Nox helped. and Asher really liked oh, yeah. playing football together. Yeah. Knox and Asher were, of course, just, like, and Co- Cody was just, like, mean mugging the boys. Yeah. She was cooking cookies over there. Cody had... Uh, <laughs> Cody had Reese's eye, so yeah. Reese was like, kept trying to get her to like smile for him, and she yeah. just kept like staring at him. But then like, wouldn't stop staring at him either. So she was like curious. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, speaking of crying in front of your kids, Great. also, was that the first time you've like really like cried like that in front of him? Besides, like when he was like an infant, <clears throat> pretty bad. Yeah, him. like to the point where he was like. He was like, it's okay, mommy, don't cry. And then he was like, mommy, do you need to go to the doctor? And I was like, oh, my God. No. No. Okay, so I pulled a muscle in my back this weekend. Or, well, Welcome to 30. Literally. um, Like, last Thursday, I think it was. And it hurt so incredibly bad. But then I, like, retweaked it on Saturday, I guess it was. Or I can't remember the timeline anymore. But anyways, two days that I did this, and it hurt so bad. And, no, it was Friday. And so Friday night, I was trying to clean the house. And the twins were just, like, making messes every which way I turned. And I and they kept, like asking me to hold them and like pick them up and like I couldn't my back hurt so bad because it was like I had retweaked it until like there was no 
there like there was no chance I could pick them up. I literally had to have them crawl out of their high chairs from dinner that night because I couldn't lift them out of it. I hurt so bad. And Bailey was out of town, so like I was by myself doing all this. And I broke down and that was the first time I've ever Oh, Ashley like cried in front of them. And I haven't even told Bailey this, but like we were cleaning up and they weren't listening to me. They they didn't want to clean up and they kept asking me to like hold them and stuff though too. And I just lost it. And I started <laughs> crying. And Knox, like, looked at me and was like, he just gave me such a sad face. And then he started picking up his toys. Stop. No, he did. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, so let sweet. me make yeah. you happy. And then Cody came over and she's like, I'm not picking up my toys, but I'll give you a kiss. You know, like, that is so her. But it was, like, the first time that that's ever happened in, like, front of them. And I'm not proud of how I handled a lot of situations this weekend while Bailey was gone because of my back, but you win some, you lose some. You gotta survive. And, yeah. You, you live and you learn, so. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I guess Halloween's coming up, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Do y'all have, like, plans? Nope. Not really. I hate Halloween. I know, I know, but are y'all, like, hitting, are y'all, like, no, they're two. They don't. Are you going to pass out candy? Maybe we're thinking about it, but no. I literally, my mom asked me today if we were dressing up, and I was like, I've thought about it, but like, I haven't done anything to actually do it. So, what are y'all doing? So, when Asher was two, we just went to a couple people's houses that we knew. Yeah. Like, See, I, I, I took said, him like, to like. I would do a trunk or treat or something. Yeah. But also, <clears throat> I'm going out of town this weekend. And I feel like most of them are, like, this they weekend, are. not on actual Halloween, since it's a Tuesday. And so I'm just like, meh, maybe next year. <laughs> well, as we know, Asher is being a football player, and his football player outfit is too big. But it's fine. That's what we're wearing. And it's that's yeah. what he wants. And he So wants... where are y'all going this year? Are y'all going? Well, like, we have hit the age where there's all the thi- all the things. Yeah. Um, so my school has a fall festival. I took him to that, which was like, had a little trunk or treat, had like a hayride, whatever. He did okay. He, everyone was like, he's so serious. He's so serious. And you know how he can be like, so like, a like a sit back and observer. Yeah. And like, I'm like, I promise you, he's probably having fun. But like, he was just very, like taking it all in and very reserved. Yeah. Um, and then... On the daycares doing a trunk or treat, which I don't like. The daycare does a Halloween party on Halloween, mm-hmm. but they're also doing this trunk or treat, and I don't like super want to add another thing to my list of things to do. But yeah. it's our daycare. Yeah, they work really hard. They're really great. I feel like an obligation for us to go. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, what if nobody goes? Yeah, like I don't want to be the person that doesn't go. And that's on Halloween? Is that what you said? No, it's before. I can't remember the day. Then... And you also have the mom lounge thing. Well, I'm not going to take him to that. Okay. I'm just going to go and do my, like, beauty counter and pass out candy. The mom lounge is having a trunk or treat type thing in their thing. In their... Yeah, it's like a crawl through maze and, like, I don't really know, but I know that I'm going to If y'all have any kids that want to go, they're doing it Yeah, and it's, like, 10 bucks, and they get to play, and there's a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm just going to go do that, but then 
<clears throat> excuse me, the NICU, Covenant mm. NICU, is doing a trunk or treat for all their NICU graduates to come back. <gasps> That's so cute. Gotta do that, obviously. Yeah. Like. When are they doing that? Monday, so the 30th. <gasps> That's so cute. So the 30th will be going up. I'm pretty sure it's up at Covenant. I'd have to look again, but. Yeah, and there it's like four specifically Nikki. Dang, graduates. I wish we had all your boxes done. You could take them all in. I know. Go. They're almost done. We did meet our box goal, but that's on I another know, that's note. I know, it's so exciting. I know. Um, and then, how like actual Halloween. Yeah, what are y'all doing actual Halloween? So there's a couple of houses that we will like go take him to to visit mm -hmm. um, because they like. Um, like my old principal, they always like do something special for Asher or like my... Um, like another person that I work with is like, make sure to bring him on my house because I have a boo bucket for him yeah. or like whatever. But then I think we're just going to like walk the hood mm -hmm. and then stay here to pass out candy. Yeah. Like just a quick. And that's kind of what we did when I was little. Like we got in the car and I went to like this house, this house, this house of people that like wanted to see me that I like knew love and yeah. were close to. And they gave me like special treats. And then mostly I just wanted to pass out candy. So I might have walked a couple, like hit a couple of houses in the hood. Yeah. Like we might hit our side of the street and then like be done. Yeah. Or, you know, just yeah, like people see, that we know. I feel like the twins will be so excited to see people come up to the door, like dressed in different And costumes. to hand them candy. Yeah. So I think we'll just do that. Um, but once it's like <clears throat> bedtime, I'm probably turning our light off and like we're not doing it late, you know? Well, once our... um. What was I going to say? Like, our neighborhood does, like, like there will be people that, like, are have, like, hot dogs and, like, alcoholic yeah. beverages in I their front yard. I saw like, somebody people. the other day that was, like, um, every year I offer candy or a potato to the kids. And all the kids always want the potato because they just think it's so funny and so cool. <laughs> and so I'm just known as the potato house. But he's, like, but every year I offer them, like, do y'all want candy or a potato? Every year, they all take a potato. <laughs> and I was like, that's hilarious. I'm like, should I be the potato house? You should. Like, should I give them something random like that? That'd be so funny. Well, um, I was... Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is the first year that I've had to, like, deal with the Halloween bucket and candy issue. Like, oh, now yeah. when I know what it's like to be a parent that hides candy. Yeah. Because, like, I kid you not, from Fall Festival, Asher, like, wakes up Saturday morning, and the first thing, he's like, where's my bucket? And my candy. Okay, and have I'll, you seen on <clears throat> social media the Switch Witch? I have, but I have, like, I, I have a lot of feelings about yeah, a lot of it. same. Um, and about, like, you know, food and, like, healthy food relationships. And I don't think that, like, taking away all the candy is necessarily the answer. Yeah. Because, like, it's okay to indulge sometimes. Yeah. Um... But I did <clears throat> hide the candy and had two pieces of candy in the bucket and was, like, after you eat your breakfast, you can have these two pieces of candy. And so, yeah. like, I read something like, you know, it's not good for your... It's not good to tell your kids, thing, like, this is poison. This is so bad for you. Like, you're creating, like, weird relationships with food. And, like, yeah. switch which is okay, but, like, we don't love it. Like, it's... What's, what's much better is just to make candy a part of your life so that it's not something that they feel like is special kind yeah. of thing. Like... Oh, we do like you can have a piece of candy after you eat your dinner one night. Not every night of the week, but like does that make sense? Like just I read a yeah. whole thing about it. I can share it, but I don't hate the switch witch. 
idea of like, I personally just don't want more toys either. That's what I'm saying is like I don't love that part of it either. Yeah. And I mean for me as a teacher though, like I can take all that candy to school. Yeah. So like also check in with your teacher friends because incentive wise there's stuff that I do with my kids where I'm like, first five people to do this, get a piece of candy. Like, yeah. and it's like getting ready to leave class or whatever. It's not yeah. like, I could, I can send it with Bailey to his work for his employees to eat. Yeah. Like there's but, places. But also like the twins wouldn't, like, I don't think they're still kind of like shy and things like, I don't know. I think they would have much more fun just passing out candy if any Probably. this year. So that's just what we're going to do. But well, um that kind of like wraps up that, but we have like a very special interview. Yes. And it's going to be great. I'm so excited um for you to listen to it. Her name is Amy and she basically single-handedly with a little bit of help reversed or healed her PCOS and mm-hmm. her fertility struggles or infertility struggles. Yeah. So, so we are excited to share her story with y'all. We have a special guest today. Yay. Her name is Amy. She is one of, I was going to say, I'm, I, like, I don't know how to describe how I met you, but a mutual friend through college, but we've become really good friends yes. over the past few years. And she is currently pregnant, but struggled for a long time, dealt with PCOS and is an integrative health practitioner and is going to share all about all of those things with us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so, you're pregnant. Yes. Finally. And, <laughs> yeah, finally. It took a while. She's in her third trimester. And it's a girl. And her name? Molly May. Ugh. So cute. <laughs> I know. I can't. So cute. Okay, so you say finally. Yeah. How long did it take? Took just under three years for us to get pregnant. Wow. Yeah. Did not have a diagnosis with PCOS when I started, although every doctor, everybody I talked to was like, you're PCOS-C. So after a year of trying, got my PCOS diagnosis and that kind of changed the game for me because I knew where to focus. Yeah. And And how do they diagnose it and tell us exactly what it is? So... PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's um, a host of symptoms that can be different for everybody. Um, So it really doesn't look the same on anybody, unfortunately, or fortunately. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's diagnosed traditionally with with three different criteria. You have to have two out of the three. And those are... High androgens, meaning like male sex hormones, so testosterone, DHEA, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, irregular periods and polycystic ovaries, so cysts on your ovaries. But these cysts aren't like what you would think of that are like painful. Or the ones that like rupture. Pop. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like follicles that okay. you need to get pregnant, but like a ton of them. Instead of one or two growing per cycle, it's like 30 oh, wow. or something like that. So you have usually have like oversized ovaries. like. That but it's not painful? It can be. Like okay. you can have the painful cyst, but that's not necessarily what they're looking for right. when they diagnose PCOS. 
Okay, yeah. that makes so much more sense because, like, when I went to the doctor and they were, she was like, there's your follicle. And yeah. I was like, there's just one. Like, what's... Okay, science. It's amazing. <laughs> the more you yeah. know. So, you basically didn't find out for a year because, what, they say, no, keep trying for a year yeah. and then we will do tests. Exactly. So, traditional okay. OBGYN is going to say, for the most part, because insurance dictates it this way, that you have to go try for a year. Yes. Yeah. Guess what's going on with you? Come back in a year. They'll test your hormones, do an ultrasound if they suspect something like PCOS or endometriosis or whatever. Had you tried to go before the year mark? Yes. I went when I was like, you know, ready to conceive. And I said, pretty sure I have PCOS. And they were like, okay, go have fun. (laughs) So you, okay, so yeah, Yeah. you knew or thought yeah. you had it at least. Because yes. you have a nursing background. Yes. So you know a lot of things and you're like, hey, I think this is what's going on. And they're like, go try for a year. Yeah. Gotcha. And very interested, have always been very interested in natural health, which I've now made my career. And so I had seen kind of more alternative practitioners that weren't able to do the ultrasounding or like anything like that. So they were even like, we think you have this thing, but yeah. it can't be confirmed until that year mark after trying to conceive. So how did they end up diagnosing you? So I did not have the polycystic um, ovaries. And so ultrasound was normal. Um, And then they ran hormone testing. I mean, I've had irregular cycles. I always, always have. Yeah. Um, So there's one criteria checked. And then... And I feel like that's such a symptom that so many people have too. And like... It's just coined as like normal. Oh yeah, now, you know. I loved it growing up because I was like, right? I don't have to have a period very often. Yeah, I little did I know yeah. it was a bad bad thing. Yeah, that's how I was too with my yeah. endometriosis. I just didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when like, you're I'm trying gonna... to get pregnant, you need like a super regular cycle. Yeah, because yeah. then how do you know if you ovulate or when you ovulate? Yeah. all that good stuff. Or you're just gonna be pee on tests at nausea forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like forever. it's the worst. And so also with PCOS, um, there's typically an imbalance with luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone, which LH is what you test with your ovulation tests. And so some people with PCOS just have like super high LH all cycle long. Oh, So like that test is just showing like, you're about to ovulate, you're about to ovulate, or it can show like never ovulating. So then people with PCOS are like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That so crazy. what was their first... Yeah, what they, like, tell you to do now that they diagnosed you with that? So my thing was high testosterone and irregular cycles. And I asked for, like, a diet or something. Because right. that's what I'm interested... That's how I'm interested in treating things at first. Yeah. And she was like, eat healthy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like, I do. Helpful. You know, like, I don't know. So not that helpful. Um, she did say that she could like set me up with a dietitian, but mm-hmm. kind of after that advice, I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> like, not someone recommended by you. I'm good. Um, and then she kind of said, keep trying. Like people with PCOS can still get pregnant. So keep trying. And if you want to be put on medication, we can. And I, I didn't want to. Yeah. Um, so I sought other opinions and treatments and stuff like that but medications they can do because a lot of people with PCOS have like insulin resistance blood sugar issues so metformin is a medication option typically speaking um 
spironolactone, which is a diuretic, is an option because it helps to lower testosterone sometimes. Um, birth control is presented as an option sometimes. Which just is mind-blowing to me. Yeah, just to... Would they, they say to even the hormones, but like really yeah. what it does is kind of like maybe bottom everything out or maybe if you're on a progesterone heavy um, birth control, maybe that will help. I don't like that's crazy. It seems counterintuitive, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem yeah. like, Hey, you're trying to get pregnant. Let's put you on some birth control. That right. will help. Yeah. Yeah. Super weird. Would they like, what about Clomid? Would they like, yeah. Um, that? yeah, that's an option. So I did end up conceiving on a medication called Letrozole mm-hmm. or Fomara is the, brand name of it um which is very similar to clomid i would say i feel like i've heard of that before and heard people compare it to clomid yeah, yeah. it works a little bit differently than clomid and is a lo- is safer than clomid i mean no yeah. medical advice here yeah <laughs> right your no, doctor, but like yeah um but is yeah perceived as yeah. that's always our disclaimers on yeah this we're not doctors <laughs> we're just we're we just be doing stuff yeah. i say and i talked a lot about that in my episode too yeah. about how clomid has side effects yeah that aren't great so so yeah very 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 common option for people with pcos and so is fomara fomara is often offered as well but again I was just like not in a position where I wanted to be in on meds yet yeah right. I was always open to them but like I wanted to balance myself before I did so at that like point that. is that when you started seeing um the doctor in Arizona um yeah it was a little bit after that it like took me a while to find her yeah I had actually been seeing another naturopathic doctor here in Texas mm-hmm. so um, my aunt is a traditionally practicing OBGYN for her entire career. She retired and became very interested in functional medicine. So she got, she did that. So okay. through her, <clears throat> go ahead. for the people, <laughs> functional medicine. Yeah. So functional medicine is very similar to integrative medicine. So it's integrating multiple different uh, types of medicine, healing, treatment, kind of stuff like that. So traditional, like what you would get in the... From a normal, regular, quote-unquote, doctor. Like, quote-unquote, like, Western medicine. Yes, yes. Um, Typically involves, like, Ayurvedic medicine, other alternative methods, like acupuncture, you know, stuff. Holistic things and stuff. Homeopathic, all that. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just... They do it all. Yep. And it's very integrative and functional. Both are very big on addressing the root cause of disease, which is typically some form of imbalance or something that right. is causing traditional disease, what we call disease today. So. Yeah. Okay. They like want to find what causes it, not just put a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. yeah not just give you a pill. Exactly. Like, let's fix it from the inside out. Yeah. Like, yeah. why is it happening? Exactly. Yeah. And then if we still need a pill, we'll give you the pill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my aunt began practicing that in her retirement and obviously had a large community of people. And so she had a friend that was a naturopathic doctor that she told me to work with. She was like, she's great. It's amazing. Um, so I actually worked with her like way in the beginning. Okay. And she was one of the ones that told me you probably have PCOS. I even started working with her before I got my PCOS diagnosis. Um, so she put me on like autoimmune paleo diet, which was 
phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't a long-term thing. It was like a 30 day kind of like get your body ready type situation. She put me on a good amount of supplementation and all that stuff. But she was a little bit resistant to do testing that I wanted done. She was very resistant to it. She like wouldn't do it for me. Oh, wow. Because she was like, I kind of feel like it's a waste of money sometimes. But I was also like, but we don't know what's going on with me. And you're putting me on all of this stuff. Yeah. So I ended up not loving this practitioner. Yeah. But at least she got me on some form of like healthy eating, supplementation, like. Yeah. On the right track. On a path. Yeah. A, a path. path. <laughs> so, and then after yeah. her, I was really searching for someone that could really, really help me. And that's when I started seeing Dr. Zen, who's the naturopathic doctor in Arizona. That, okay. That, like, I saw throughout yeah. pretty much my Which Amy actually life. lives in Arizona now. Yeah. But she started seeing her before she ever even moved there. Exactly. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of crazy I that just, that all like, worked out. Yeah, I just knew she was the right person for me. Yeah. So, made the sacrifice and flew out there and all that. So, what all changed when you started seeing her? So, we did testing. Okay. <laughs> which was, like, a huge Funny. game changer. Like, not... Not what you get in a doctor. I was going to say, I feel like everybody's like, okay, well, we all get blood tests yeah. and thyroid yeah. checked and, you know, all those which things. Which is so helpful. Right. You need well. those. Yeah. But you also need a little bit more in-depth sometimes. Yeah. So, what all did they test for? So, they test... They did an in-depth functional test of my hormones called the Dutch test, which shows... Way it's a very complicated test shows way more than testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. Right. It shows like the pathways of every single hormone and like where they're coming from and where there might be malfunction and stuff like that. Very Science. complicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did a micronutrient test so that I could see minerals, vitamins, all that kind of stuff in my body where I was lacking. Um, a stool test for gut health to okay. see if there was anything there that could be hindering hormone production or whatever. Um, and like in depth, well, the Dutch test like included some thyroid testing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So super, super comprehensive. And like none of that's going to tell you, oh yeah, you have PCOS and stuff, but it because it's functional, it tells you like where all these imbalances are that are creating the PCOS or creating the infertility or whatever. So it really gave us a huge direction on like what actual supplements would be healing me. Right. <laughs> and right. taking away the PCOS and all of that stuff. And so that was huge, huge. It also told me stress levels like mm-hmm. cortisol throughout okay. multiple times of the day. It told me like AM, mid AM, lunchtime, PM, middle That's of crazy. night, that kind of stuff. And so that then I could see patterns of like, oh, I'm doing way intense exercise at this time of every single day and my cortisol is skyrocketing or my cortisol is just like high all the time. Like I'm in this huge amount of stress. So seeing that was really helpful because it also adjusted how I live my life every day Yeah. to help with fertility. That's so cool. Yeah. Game changer for sure. <laughs> yeah. So at what, I mean... Your PCOS is like quote unquote healed yeah. now, right? Yeah. I I say that. Every the testosterone, yeah, the irregular cycles that I was diagnosed with are gone. Well, I have an irregular cycle right now because I'm right. pregnant, but right. they were gone. Yeah. Before I got pregnant. And yeah, if that's, that's amazing. my diagnosis criteria, then 
you don't I have can't it be anymore. diagnosed with yeah. that anymore. So, yeah, I lowered my testosterone by forty five percent. I think is oh, what wow. I calculated last time. I like looked at everything. Um, That's huge. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So got like out of the way out of normal range into normal for a woman and that was so awesome. how long from like it being normal did it take for you to get pregnant um I think less than six months oh wow yeah so it took you like a good year and a half yeah I I worked with Dr. Zen for a year total doing all the things like doing the diet the, the or not the diet I don't like saying the word diet but like you the eating know. lifestyle. Yes, that like I, yeah. eating lifestyle changed, supplements, mm-hmm. you were taking the right kinds of supplements, and like that was it, right? Yeah. I mean, we didn't have everything figured out day one, obviously, like testing helped. It takes a little bit to get like dialed in. Right. So I would say probably like three months with Dr. Zen was like investigation, dialing in everything I needed to take, then a good nine months with Dr. Zen and I was good. Like, actually, I would say probably seven months with Dr. Zen. Then I kind of maintained with her for two months. And then I stopped seeing her. I felt like I could handle it. At that time, I had become myself a health coach, an integrative health practitioner. So I was like, I think I can do it. And I'm on a good path. My PCOS was healed. And so I kind of took it from there. And then, yeah, three months after, I quit with her is when I got pregnant. So when you're That's working amazing. with doctors in do how often are they test like are you monthly doing like monthly blood draws? Like how are you testing your levels to see if what you're doing's yeah. working? So the functional testing I just did in the beginning. It okay. was just kind of like a baseline. I have the option obviously at any time to retest. Um but we did do like more traditional lab testing about every 6 weeks, I would say. And it was very individualized because if I went into her office or if I had a call with her or whatever and I was like, I haven't been doing anything. She's not going to test me. Like, she's going to be like, your labs won't have changed, you know? Yeah. But if I go in and I'm like, I've been doing everything perfectly. I feel great. Here, Here's what's changed with, like, how I feel and what my body's doing. Then she was really great about testing me then to make sure that labs looked good. Because yeah. we want to make sure the labs match with how you feel. Right. right. So were there times that you were like, man, I haven't stuck to my... <laughs> yeah, around the holidays. Okay. That's the hardest. So yeah. around the holidays, you were like, okay, yeah. I like skipped a supplement here. Or I yeah. ate really crappy here. Or Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So what was the diet-ish? Was it... you? Did you say paleo? Yeah. So Was I wrong? The, okay. No, the original like naturopathic doctor put me on autoimmune paleo. When I got with Dr. Zen, she was like, that's the right move. That's the right move. Yeah. But what it could be that? something different from everyone, right? Yeah. What does that entail? So it's very anti-inflammatory foods. Okay. So really no grains, no um, dairy, no well, gluten grains. Um, and then just like... Meat and veggies, meat basically. Meat and veggies, yeah. It's like things from high the fat, earth. High yeah. fats, exactly. Like... What about oh, I only know because I no, did no no dairy. Just kidding. I did CrossFit for a hot minute, and they yeah. pushed that paleo. Like yeah, everybody should be on paleo. Well, sometimes like I'll like follow paleo recipes just because I I guess I'm not paleo because I eat we eat dairy and yeah. cheese and you know all those things, but we do try to eat like things that are like 
natural to the earth and the animals yeah. and all that, you know, not super processed and all that. So a lot of times when I'm like looking for a new recipe, I will find one that like says it's paleo, but like I never really knew what yeah. that meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very from the earth. It's very um, much like caveman diet. Yeah. Like what did they eat? Yeah. The vegetables and the animals and like that's what they had. Yeah. Like, you know, versus the dairy. They had dairy, I guess. Yeah. But Okay. I was going to say, wait, were cows not a thing? No, they were. <laughs> like, but that's like what they try to like. That's like the, the oversimplified. I'm a history like, major. I should know these things. <laughs> that's like the oversimplified like explanation yeah. of paleo is yeah. like. No, cave, that's why it's think, named yeah, that way. Yeah. And you, yeah. And you think about like how our milk is process today versus like caveman times you know so that's why it's like a little more inflammatory the autoimmune is almost like one step further than like regular paleo too it's kind of like no nuts stuff like that because like those things a lot of people are like allergic to and maybe you have a sensitivity to yeah because you you can have a sensitivity without like breaking out hives and not being able to yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and because they say gut health is like the answer to everything basically so yeah pretty much so um so when did you start taking the meds because didn't you mm-hmm. um, so when did you just when did that I guess what I'm saying is when did they say okay let's bring in this to mm-hmm. help as well yeah I had gotten my lab levels normal from PCOS what I consider to be healed from PCOS sorry I don't understand sorry she doesn't understand <laughs> Siri does not get it um and I was still working with Dr. Zen, and I was like, okay, you know, what's next? And she was basically like, this is, like, you're on the track. You can continue to wait, or you can see a reproductive endocrinologist. It seems to me, she was like, you're not getting pregnant. Um, I was regularly ovulating. She was like, it just seems to me like you need a little bit of a boost, and worth getting your husband checked and stuff. I was right. going to say, at this point, had he been checked at all? It, yeah, we had done, like, an, an at-home, like, sperm oh, yeah. analysis, which I didn't even know existed, but they do. Yeah. Um, but it had been a year since he had gotten that. Okay. So it's like, you, she was like, might as well check if you're going to start with a reproductive endocrinologist. Right. And she recommended one that really respected that, like, I didn't want to jump into procedure or even Mm -hmm. medication she was like you know we'll make a good individualized plan with you so um whenever we did whenever I started seeing this reproductive endocrinologist I was still seeing Dr. Zen it probably been like a month that I had been healed from PCOS and they both were just kind of like just seems like your body needs a little extra boost so we started letrozole at that time Gotcha. Yeah. And you were on it for how long before? Um, I was on it for three months without okay. doing the like monitoring of the ovaries and stuff like okay. that to make sure that the follicle was growing yeah. and stuff. And then... Yeah, see, I never did that either. Like, yeah. I know so many people... I, I mean, it obviously totally depends on the doctor you go to, but with endometriosis and like being on Clomid and all that, like everybody I know that has it or has done that too, like all had their follicles checked and all really? that. And I had right when I first started going, they just checked to make sure like my ovaries look normal and like it was like a baseline type thing. Yeah. But when I was taking it, they never checked. That's so interesting. I know. It's so dependent on the practitioner. They checked me every yeah. week. Like pretty much. Yeah. And they were like, Okay, it's this big, it's this big. Okay, go time and then yeah. they made sure that it dropped and everything. So that's crazy. Yeah. Very crazy. So I did three cycles without, 
<coughs> a cycle with monitoring. I did get pregnant, but I had a chemical pregnancy. And then the second cycle with monitoring is when I got What's pregnant. a chemical pregnancy? It's, um, it's, so it's, the body acts like it got pregnant. But the, it didn't. The HCG, the pregnancy hormone, starts to rise but maybe like the egg doesn't, the fertilized egg doesn't implant. Maybe it does and it just doesn't grow. So it's kind of miscarriage-esque, but it's like not quite. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's That's... like the chemicals inside your body act pregnant. Okay. Well, like, what a bummer. Yeah. Like the... Not fun. <laughs> no, like that had yeah. to have been such a bummer. Yeah. I would have lost my shit. It was weird. It was like, <laughs> it was... But you're so calm. Um, and I would have been like... Well, she's pregnant now, so that helps. Yeah, but. but it was also like in a way encouraging because like I had gone through these three years almost of yeah. like not seeing a single positive pregnancy test, barely seeing any positive yeah. ovulation tests or anything like that, and then it was like, bam, you're you're kind of pregnant, and I yeah. was like, oh my god, something happened. Yeah. Well, I remember um, when that's you very told glass me, half full of you. Well, when she told me, we had that conversation because. I also like had never been pregnant. Not that I wanted to have a miscarriage or anything, but it's like I never even knew that it was possible for my body. Right. You know what that I mean? That makes sense. So it was yeah. like in a way a little bit encouraging. It starts feeling like that after yeah. a while. It's like, can what my if body I just can't? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Because you, you do think that you're like, it, it's not in my cards. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. My, but my body just is not capable. It's over for me. Yeah. yeah. So it was, I mean, it was sad. I laid on the bathroom floor and yeah cried forever you as you should have but at the same time I was like but I my body can do it like I did it once and then that next cycle we my husband and I were both just like this is it yeah because now I've gotten pregnant it just needs to implant and stick like that's it stick (laughs) it yeah Yeah. and then it did the next one yeah Man. Molly May pa- stuck. The power of positive thinking. <laughs> wow. Maybe I need to subscribe to that <laughs> method. Um, well, okay. So here, this might be a little bit woo-woo as well. But the <laughs> other thing that I changed in that cycle where it stuck is that I started meditating every single night. And I imagined my uterus as a baby nursery. And I, like, built it out. <laughs> Wait. No, really. Wait. I built it out like The only time I've ever meditated was like when I was taking a yoga class where they uh-huh. like make you yeah I am so not good at that I'm not good at it either like my brain gets way sidetracked yeah wait but, but how did like you build a you nursery have... inside your uterus she it sat gets you crisscross with her no hands. no she did it but that makes okay listen I love how she was like this might sound a real woo-woo and I'm like it does it straight up does yeah, but also I'm not gonna hate on it because like meditation prayer all those things like they do, like, affect your mindset. Oh, for sure. Affect your body and how it responds, your hormones, all those yeah. things. But if I was going to meditate, the thought never would have come to my mind to build a baby nursery in my uterus. So, like, did we just come to that on our own? So, Or did we read something about it? <laughs> no. So part of working with Dr. Zen is that you work with a health coach as well. And so the health coach that I was working with said, I did this when I got pregnant. And I was like... I'll try anything like literally I'm doing all the diet, the lifestyle, everything. So like what's adding on building a nursery inside of your, your uterus, like fine. And it was one more thing. It was like a positive experience. And I think you're right. Like your body responds to that kind of stuff. Like your body does because there are things like there are things like, like worship music is like my thing. 
Like that is the thing that grounds me. That is the thing that makes me have a better day. And I see such a difference. And I'm probably, this might be a leap, but I don't think so. Like if I start off my morning, every morning, listening to worship music and listen through it throughout the day, my like mindset, my positivity, my reaction to things like things are changing. Oh, I completely agree. I, when I make the twins breakfast, I normally put on like worship music of some sort and how I handle the twins throughout the day. Like if they do something that wasn't so great and like I have the urge to yell at them, you know, things like that. It's like, I don't ever find myself doing those things if I started my day like that. No. So I can see how like meditating, it's not woo woo. It's like a calming, like inner peace. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at positive thinking and you breathe differently when you meditate, you, which makes your heart rate slow, which makes your cortisol not rise, which is, so it's like scientifically stuff is happening inside your body. Right. You do stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so fun. Well, like, so do you, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. It's because I feel like my question's stupid. But, like, when you, do you just sit there when you, you just sit? I would lay in bed, like, as I was going to bed. Okay. And just lay there and, like, picture my uterus as a nursery. So I also, dude, of, I, I could do that. Yeah, I would say instead of scrolling your phone until however late at night. Y'all, I'm about to start building a nursery in my yeah, uterus. There you go. So starting I think today. A, a pink one. <laughs> I think yes. I may have Ooh, also. So did um, you? Was it pink? So yes, that's what Stop, I was. Stop! No, I, but I didn't like. I didn't necessarily want a girl. Like I didn't really care the gender. My husband really wanted a boy. Yeah. But I imagined a pink nursery because I thought my uterus is pink. Like obviously the nursery is going to be pink. So that I is imagine so like funny. a pink cozy rug. And <laughs> that's like, very oh, medical of you. Yeah. Only only a nurse would think that. That and so, yeah, so I think funny. I did kind of manifest a baby girl a little bit by accident because I was like, uterus pink, nursery <laughs> pink, duh. Like, oh my gosh. So, does your current nursery look like your uterus? No, my nursery is oh. green. <laughs> that is so green. Funny. I should have. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Green. The pink, fluffy rug, all of it. Oh my so gosh. Funny. I love that though. Okay. I love meditation that I can do it laying in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Sign me up. Okay, so you got pregnant. Um, obviously, you've been trying this long, and you're testing like crazy. Yeah. So it was no surprise. Like you took no, the yeah. test like on the day you probably yeah. were supposed to, and then that part was actually surprised. Was your husband like standing right there? How did you no. tell him? Um, so I I did a blood test to find oh, out. Okay. I like. Didn't even do the strips. I was really good. Oh my gosh, you didn't pee on a test. Yeah. At all. Wow, yeah. kudos. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. I was just like, I can't go through a like, is that line yeah. pink or not? You know, yeah. like whatever. So I waited for the blood test that the doctor did, and it just so happened that when they called, my husband was on a flight, oh. but he knew what time like yeah. I was going and all that stuff. But he was on a flight, so I did kind of get to surprise him. Yeah, was he, he on a flight he was not home? Surprised. Yeah, he was coming Aww. home. So, but he was not surprised at all. He was yeah. like, I know. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. That's it. That's funny. Oh my gosh. So did y'all test for gender like very quickly? <clears throat> yeah, we did the genetic testing. Okay. Like at 10 weeks. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. So Crazy. when you, I just have questions. When you told, <laughs> no. When so you, the pink nursery. No. No. <laughs> when you, so your uterus. Yeah. When you, um. We're telling doctors, like, I want to see 
someone else. Like I don't want to go to just like a Western medicine doctor. I want to go to a, what's it called? Um, so I saw a couple of naturopathic doctors or integrative functional. or functional. Were they just like, that's not going to make a difference? No. Um, like were they, I didn't really have supportive? any. Yeah. Like I didn't really have any that said a lot, but also at the same time I moved multiple times whenever I was going through fertility. So like I saw, I lived in Austin. I saw my doctor, my OB there that I had gone to like the whole time I lived there. And I, I was seeing a naturopathic doctor at the time. And I was just kind of like, I'm getting counseling on my diet and stuff already. And she was like, okay. She didn't really say like a lot about it. But by the time I was like really invested in this like natural treatment kind of thing, I had moved and like didn't have to talk to her again. So okay, didn't really have to deal with that. I moved here to Lubbock and like didn't ever see anybody here. I just yeah. saw the naturopathic doctor. She, she was flying to Arizona. Yeah. yeah. And then I moved to Arizona and Arizona is very, very open to um, more alternative like physicians, treatments. I can see that. They have a lot of like holistic treatments, yes. treatments yeah. and all over the state. Yeah. And so by that time I was with Dr. Zen in Arizona and everyone that I saw OB, reproductive endocrinologist, anything that I saw was referred to me by her. Okay. And they work closely together. Right. It's just so much more accepted in Arizona. For yeah. Cause like in Lubbock, you're not gonna, no, that's not a thing. Well, there's a couple of practices, but yeah, it's not, not well yeah. like accepted. And I think, um, I think part of the reason for that is like the Native American community. Really? Uh, yeah. That's what Arizona. I was going to say because I feel like New Mexico oh, can Arizona. be the same way. Yeah, in Arizona, and yeah, there are. I feel like yes, more options. more I mean, the more like what um I would say some the of, more Western New Mexico. I bet. Yeah, I would say I feel like. Not every, like, quote-unquote Native American state is that way, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think Arizona is that way because of that background. Yeah. There's all, That's probably a big part. There's also and another piece. And I'm Native piece. American, so I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> There's another big piece, too, that Andrew Weil, who is the father of functional medicine, he, like, created that term uh-huh. and all of that. He is from Arizona and started um, practicing that way there very early on and made the medical school at the University of Arizona have like a functional piece to it. So actually the medical school in Tucson, Arizona is functional. That's amazing. Or at least part. But that like does make so much sense though because like it is probably, you know, like diet extra like it's more than just it's always more than just right and so that's what I I mean we've talked about it before on some of our episodes but like what I came to realize is that like a lot of the doctors I mean they go to school for a long time obviously they've like done a good part of their due diligence but they haven't been taught the like whole picture so Amy coming from like a medical background tell like you were an RN yeah. right mm-hmm. in like postpartum mm-hmm. pediatric yeah. care right uh i didn't do nursing in pediatrics but i was a child life specialist in pediatric hospitals before i became a nurse okay and then when you were a nurse you were in the postpartum, postpartum. yeah okay so she had like traditional ha- medicine yes experience. and a lot of experience like 
in the realm of pregnancy and all of those things yeah. as it is too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you're not taught those things in med no, school, not right? At all. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Like diet really. I mean, I know y'all have to take yeah. some nutrition, but nurses definitely get more than doctors. I think, I mean, I haven't been to medical school. I've been to right. nursing right. school. Um, but from what I understand, nurses get like a more holistic, like well-rounded view of how, like diet and stuff is going to play with medicine yeah. and whatever. Um, but what I always like to say is that doctors and nurses are taught medicine. Right. And that's, that's great. That's like, part of we the, need it. That's you know? part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not, they, they have like maybe one class on nutrition, you know, like throughout their what, right. six to eight years of medical school. Yeah. Like, crazy. So no, they, they don't have a ton of right. education on Right. And I'd like to say, like, it's not their fault. No. It's just yeah. that. Well, it's, it's the education system. Well, <laughs> and what sucks is that they, they're quick to refer you to whoever. Like, right. oh, you want to see a nutritionist? Great, go. But then it's a whole other person you have to see, a whole right. other set of tests, a whole other when you could just get it, like, yeah. all in one. I'm joked. So, talking about... Um, it's like I, you end up with seven doctors. Yeah. Talking about... Um, like if the regular doctor, traditional doctor was like supportive or not. Um, I've like wanted that in the twins, like pediatrician. Like I was like, man, I just wish part of me, like we would go back to like way back when, when it was like, you know, the doctor knew you if they saw you at the grocery store and it was Mm -hmm. like, they knew everything about you, everything about your family. They knew like all about everybody's health, you know, all these things. And it's just not like that. And I get, we don't live in like a teeny tiny town. So that's probably some of it too. But I remember after I started making a lot of switches, like in our lives and like in our diet and lifestyle and things like that, I said something during one of the twins appointments one time about like, I don't even like about something we had switched and I was expecting the doctor, especially because our doctor is, I would say leans a little bit more towards, she's a little bit of a hippie, the holistic side. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, she obviously is a doctor and very traditional, but I think she's very accepting and practices a lot of other stuff like in her own life too. So I was expecting her to be like, oh, that's so good, you know, like, I'm so glad you're making those changes, and she was just, just like, oh, and, like, did it, I was like, oh, well, great, great, <laughs> probably just because yeah, she's trying to not, <laughs> I know, I know, show. it's like, I, I want to build a relationship, I want this tiny doctor to just, like, know everything about my life, but that's, know? like, how my PD was growing up, like, yeah. we, like, knew his, but I lived on, like, my mom had taught his kids or, right. like, all the things. So, like, we were very close. And, like, you just don't get that anymore. And I just no. want to be, like, I need you to, yeah. I need to feel like I'm talking to my friends. Well, and what's really frustrating. <laughs> they're too busy. Yeah, yeah, they're too busy. They're too I would busy. say it's frustrating anytime you go to the doctor, you wonder if they even read your chart before they walked into the room. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I guess, piggybacking on that whole story. Um. You started seeing an OB yeah. and you switched. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Definitely not the worst experience I could have had, but like, I'm just always like advocate for yourself. And if something feels fishy, you can change practitioners. Like, yeah, just do it. But yeah, I started seeing an OB actually referred to me by Dr. Zen. And it's the only one that's like gone. That okay. hasn't worked out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so I started seeing her and 
I felt fine about her at first. And so I saw her several times. And then one appointment I went in and it was like, they had no idea who I was. I don't expect them to like, like y'all are saying, know everything about you. Right, right. Um, and I'm pretty realistic about that having come from hospitals and stuff yeah. like that. But it was like, you're 24 weeks, right? And I'm like, no, I'm nine, you know, or 10 or whatever. Like yeah. that far off. And then she all of a sudden started, she and the nurse both started um, talking to me about going to a high risk doctor, to a maternal fetal medicine doctor for my anatomy scan. And I was like, is this protocol? If it's protocol, it's all good. Like for every single person. But like, if I'm being singled out, I need to know why. Yeah. And they were like, oh, because you did IVF. And I was like, well, no, I didn't do IVF. And they were like, no. Yeah. Oh, well, then it must be because you're a gestational hypertension. And I was like, well, I don't have high blood pressures. Also, I'm 10 weeks pregnant. Like, Yeah, you haven't even what? done your gestational yeah. like, te- diabetes, anything like that. Yeah, and, the, and then they guessed diabetes. And the, they were like guessing, like guessing. And I was like, this I would have been lived doesn't in. feel right. It doesn't feel right. So I kind of like... Like in the twilight zone. <laughs> yeah. It like, it weirded me out for sure, but like... Until I got a chance to step away and like think about it and be like, this was wrong. I didn't say anything. So I called after the, this appointment and I got the nurse and I was like, you need to tell me like why I need to see the maternal fetal medicine doctor yeah. for my anatomy scan. Because also that makes you freaked out. Yeah. Because like, like not everyone sees for? for like here in Lubbock, like I didn't see that doctor until I went to like the place that does my anatomy scan and like he's just happens yeah. to be the doctor that comes in and goes, everything looks great. Goodbye. Like yeah. I saw him? them throughout my whole pregnancy because I had twins, but. But I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like if you're 10 weeks and someone's like, we need you to see the fetal maternal medicine specialist, you're like, well, what the hell? Why? Yeah. yeah. So I called back. I also like having worked in the hospital, especially in like labor and delivery and postpartum, I knew that if my chart said high risk for any reason, that my preferences wouldn't be able to be carried out as easily during birth. Like I have very specific, everyone does very specific pregnancy or preferences for birth. And I was like, they're going to put me in a C-section 100% if I'm like, yeah, because they don't want the liability. Yeah. So I was like just really cautious about it. But I called the nurse and I said, you need to tell me why. And she goes, um, something like, well, I don't want to tell you. And then I said, what? I said, I need the diagnosis code that you are sending me to the high risk doctor with. Because they're, you can't just like send right. someone to the high risk. I was like, what diagnosis yeah, do I have? Reason. Yeah. And she goes, I don't want to tell you that. And I was like, it's my medical information. It's my chart. Yeah. Send it to me right now. And she was like, well, I have to get health records to do that. And then I said, I am switching practitioners. Like right then and there. I was like, I'm done. That is shady. It's did they ever? Did they ever tell you? <laughs> they have not. And they have not sent me my records. Yeah. Which I should probably pursue because it's literally illegal for them not to send me my records right. when I request it. My new OB has my records and my new OB, I told her the whole story and she scanned through my whole chart and was like, the only thing I see here is that you're IVF, but IVF isn't high risk. And I was like, but I wasn't high risk or I wasn't IVF. Yeah. And so she took that out of my chart. Like why was IVF even in your chart? I don't know. Maybe because I went to the reproductive endocrinologist. Like that's who I transferred from. Maybe. So it's like an assumption. I guess. 
But I got that clarified with the new you know OB. what happens when you assume. Yeah. And she was really willing to just like dot, 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 delete it out of my chart. But then I was like, why wasn't the original OB willing to do that when I said yeah. I didn't go through IVF? And also, IVF doesn't automatically make you high risk. Right. It was just so bizarre. That is and bizarre. And I still don't know like what was up. But my OB now says like, you're really unremarkable. And I'm like, thank you very much. That's thank exactly you. what I want to oh be. <laughs> Fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah. You're That's really yeah. unremarkable. I've never wanted to be unremarkable so much in my life. Yeah. Until you go to the doctor, you yeah. really want to be. That is so, so funny. It was really frustrating. But it was a good lesson for me to like speak up for myself. Right. It's a good lesson to others to do something different if you get a bad vibe. Like literally a vibe is enough to like do something different. It is. Yeah. You don't have to have a reason. You're like, yeah. this doesn't feel right. I'm switching. Yeah. And like, screw those guys. Like, yeah. Go switch. There's yeah. plenty of I know. I'm doctors like, and people. Like speechless about that. That's so yeah. crazy. It was I, really weird. And when they asked me, like, like the manager of the clinic called and asked like, can I ask why you're switching? I was like, cause I want to. And that's a good enough reason. Like yeah. I don't. I literally don't need any other reason than that. Secrets. Yeah, (laughs) so weird. Yeah, that's so weird. That is. Yeah. I just can't even believe stuff like that happens, and I'm sure it does. And And, I feel like. And we've been taught. I'm just gonna say, like, we've been taught to just like trust. Like, yeah. yeah. Whatever the doctor says is what we do. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I feel like looking back on it, there were probably times like in my whole health of my life. You know, I've been to the doctor. And they've probably told me things, and I'm like, okay. And I just, like, did it yeah. because, you know, that's yeah. what I thought. I actually and... shared that story, like, on Instagram, and I had so many people message me and be like, I would not have even known yeah. that that was weird or to yeah. question it. So I'm lucky that I have the background that I have right. to question it. But I do feel bad for people that would just go, like, high risk, okay, yeah. like, sure. So, yeah, for and, sure. The well, news. And, there, <laughs> and there are, like, different things, too, that doctors – and I don't want to like say this in a bad way, but like they'll try to encourage you to do, but it is like, it's going to cost you more money, you mm-hmm. know, like, like more testing, more, th- you know, different yeah. things like that. Like, um, I talked about in my birth story, I think that episode that, you know, we didn't do a lot of the te- like genetic testing and stuff, mm-hmm. but my doctor, like they did push for it yeah. every appointment and every appointment I told him like, no, I told you like, I don't want to, you yeah. know, and every appointment they'd like bring it back up. And I'm like, no, I haven't changed my mind. Like, you know? Yeah. And so there was that, but like looking back on it too, I'm like, I'm sure there were other things that I was just like, I'm. You didn't know to question. Yeah. It. Yeah. And I probably just did it. Yeah. Not just being pregnant, just like. I've had random other well, things that's in my like, life, so. Well, that's like me too is when I said on my birth, whatever, my whichever story it was, that they automatically were like, we won't see you till 12 weeks. Yeah. That is standard. You're not going to find a doctor that's going to do that. Like, da 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 Yeah. And now I know, like, that's not the case. Right. And, like, yes, that doctor is not in private practice, so they're under, like, the hospital standards. And yeah. so maybe that is, like, a hospital stance on it but like to make women that have been trying like you should be worried about like the mental health of the mom and like the whatever and I get that you're so jaded and you're like so many stuff happens so much so many things happen before 12 weeks but like that doesn't mean we don't get to invest in the seven weeks yeah or the eight weeks like because I was talking to people and they were like oh no my doctor got me in like right away eight weeks my doctor da 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 and like I now have a new doctor because mine's done 
And right. she was like, oh, no, I would never make you wait. Oh, so, cool. and when... And I she's private say, practice. And that was what she said is there are a lot of doctors that are under constraints of the hospital. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Wild. But it's not... So, like, it's not necessarily, like, a doctor thing. Yeah. But, like, when you have these women that have... I mean, and mine wasn't very long, but I know people that, like, have been trying to get pregnant for a while. Yeah. And they're like, sorry, it hasn't been 12 weeks. We won't see you. That's crazy. Yeah. And you're like, nah. Yeah. Like, I yeah. I need I see. something yeah. concrete. Yeah. Like, the even, it, even yeah. if it doesn't come to fruition, I need to know yeah. that this is, that I'm not crazy. Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. It's like a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And so. Well, and that's just, how I was, but, I mean. Y'all know I went, was going to a doctor that doesn't deliver babies. And so he had me at eight weeks. But then when I switched to our doctor, she didn't see me until 12. Nah, she mm-hmm. didn't see me till 13 because so, she got called into labor. Really? And I had a full on panic attack. Yeah, that's yeah. scary. Convinced that I wasn't pregnant, which is so irrational. But like, no, that but is where I was. Yeah. yeah. And did you struggle with infertility before you got pregnant with Asher? Um, It only took us like eight months. Okay. Seven to eight months, so it wasn't. So it's significant, you know. Longer than I thought it would yeah. be, and I, and I feel like when you're trying to get pregnant, everyone is freaking pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Well, like and, everyone and around you. You live in two week increments, so that many two week increments are like a lot. It's yeah. a lot of time. Well, yeah, yeah. like recent. I mean, every people know. Like recent, I've been trying for over a year at this point, and I'm like, that's a lot. Like yeah. it's a lot it every month, every da da. Like yeah. it's. It takes a toll. So, like, when you get a positive test, you're like, please, God. Yeah. Like, can I just see a doctor? Yeah. To tell me something? Well, and, I mean, like, y- y'all both know, I'm sure, like, when you do get pregnant after struggling with infertility, you are like, am I, though? Yeah. Am I? And there's, like, especially, I had zero symptoms in my first trimester. I mean, I was tired. But, yeah. like, I was not sick. I was not anything. And so, I was just like, I don't think this is real. Like, this yeah. is a joke, you know? Yeah, no, I was the it was same very way. scary. I don't think I ever thought, like, wasn't real, but I kept, like, every morning I would wake up, like, okay, today I'm going to have symptoms. Yeah. You know, and I never yeah. did until, I mean, well after I knew I was, like, confirmed same. I was pregnant, uh-huh. you know? I didn't have any of the things people yeah, talk about, I so I was like, I just sickness, still feel freaking like normal. Yeah. Yeah. And then they kept being like, well, have you had your period? I was like, well, no. Well, was your test positive? Yes. Well, then you're probably pregnant. I was like, well. Could we confirm? <laughs> but what if I'm not? Yeah. Like, that's my, like, the way I. Okay, so we're going to stop there. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> and then, okay. I don't We're going to have a part two about. to this episode. Yeah. And Amy is going to share more about her health coaching now and how she's been helping other women who have PCOS and other health concerns um, heal naturally as well cool we will see y'all next week with the rest of amy and her journey and her story yeah yeah see you next week keep on moment cheers don't forget to follow us on instagram at the mom stuff podcast And if you like us, which we hope that you do, please rate, review, and subscribe because that would really help us out a lot. And tell all your mom friends.